House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back, everyone, to the House of Run podcast. Houseofrun.gmail.com is the email address. I am Kevin. He's Jason. We're going to recap the Doha Diamond League on today's show. We're going to play the Diamond League song again because there's another Diamond League coming up. we got a lot of great emails that we're going to get to, including several listeners explaining their plans for Eugene 2022. The great firming down, Jason, is upon us. I love it. I'm, I'm very excited. I, uh, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. World Championships in the U.S., pretty wild if you think about it right it really is yeah like it's like i always was like i'm gonna go to world championship someday but i didn't think it was gonna be a two-hour flight <laughs> does that make it better or worse uh i mean it makes the flight a lot better i'd still <laughs> rather go to europe for it i guess if you gave me the choice but um it's still gonna be awesome you need to figure out what you're gonna say when you're seated next to some track fan from europe who's gone to every world championships and you just you're like all right this is Listen, I know you guys don't get many track meets over there, <laughs> but this is how we do it. Yes, absolutely. I will make sure to come to office super just like talking down to people and they'll be like, yep, Americans, we were right all along. Yeah. I want you to confirm every stereotype that they've ever heard. Also, we have a, a song here that we will play from none other than Tim in Virginia, a.k.a. the genius behind the American record song. He's back for another hit jason this is big i mean you know you get it's like an album drop you know like where you're like mm-hmm. man this guy hasn't released anything in a while but like it's one of my all-time favorite favorite tracks like yeah i wonder what it's gonna be and then i haven't listened to it yet i wanted to go in just you know oh, surprised same. and yeah I'm, I'm excited same i have not listened to it yet either you know how i don't know if jay-z still does this or if jay-z still does it a different way but he would only release his music on title when because he owned it Oh, I never even knew that. Well, you know, some artists, for their first release is to some sort of streaming service. And for right. him, it was, it was to title, which is that, I don't know if it's still a thing. Anyway, Tim in Virginia is a musician, but he only releases his songs to our email address. That's, that's the world premiere. That's we have the, the most premiere. exclusive streaming platform. Everybody wants to get on it. That's all I'm saying. Normally, uh, you and I when we convene to record, I ambush you with stories about my son playing baseball. Yes. For a good 15, 20 minutes before I realized, man, no one really wants to hear this. We should probably start the show. This time I didn't. Okay. Well then I'm going to tell the story to you and to everybody of his last at bat, just his last at bat of the season. You ready for this one? Last bat of the season. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I mean, the next season starts in three weeks, so it's not the end of the road here. Not exactly the long off-season that uh, other sports have. It's the soccer off-season where it's like, oh, yeah, we don't play until next Wednesday. And you're like, oh, okay. In a different cup yes. with different teammates upside down. In any event, you've been, you've been a great source of wisdom throughout all this because you know baseball more than I do. So oftentimes I throw ideas at you because he loves it and I don't know the sport that well and you've been able to help me out. And uh, as you know, he's he's been doing pretty good so far. He's in coach pitch. 
Um, hitting has been a little, a bit all over the place. Every time we think we've figured out one part of it, something else comes up. And then at a certain point, I'm like, all right, just, just do it. Just have fun. You know, go out there and swing. So anyway, it's the last game of the season, actually a tournament. I know that it's crazy that there's a tournament in eight and under <laughs> coach pitch baseball, but there is. Of course. Um, so they, and if it was two days and this was the second day, lost the first two games. So we're at the single elimination portion of the tournament. I tell him basically there's only one game because they've won one game all year. So mm. I didn't want him. So the odds were, yeah. And he loves it. And he is so dialed in and he wants to win every single game, but he's been a, a great sport about it. And they're this, so there's very, very, very small chance they're going to win. But this game turned into a pitcher's duel in mm. coach pitch, which was pretty wild. And we get to the, what I think at the time is the last inning. And for the purposes of the story, just, you know, to live it through my eyes, just pretend it's the last inning. And it's three to one, you know, third inning, fourth inning, or something like that. He's up to bat, two outs, runners on the corners, right? Yep. And the player before um, is an, a strong hitter. I was sitting next to his dad, and I jokingly said, because we thought this was the last inning, and we're like, oh my gosh, we might actually pull this win off. And we had all planned to leave after the game. Like, we had made plans the rest of the day. That's yeah, round table pizza. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, the parents just knew this was going to be it. There's no way we're going to win in advance. So I said to him, I said, hey, please, your kid can't strike out because I don't want my kid up to bat, two outs, two on. You know, that's just Yeah, a, all the big pressure, yeah. Yeah, and if, if, if you've never watched your kid play sports out there, have not, no. Well, I'm speaking generally. No, and I don't. Watching your kids strike out, I mean, I have, we haven't been through all the sports yet, but we've done basketball, we've done soccer, all this stuff. But watching your kids strike out is like a different level of gut punch. <laughs> There's just something about it where it's just like, oh, because you want them to succeed. So if they just if they get contact and they get thrown out, you can live with that. But just the strikeout stuff is just, is just really tough to handle. In any event, his kid strikes out. I'm like, great. So your your nephew comes up to bat, uh, swings just absolutely wildly at the first pitch, just not looking at it at all, not listening to anything that anybody had told him throughout the entire season. Um, I think he fouled the next one, so it's literally down to the last strike. His coach throws the ball, little Iliad Sully, brings his bat back, comes forward, and then his bat stops right at home plate and moves upward just a bit to meet the ball, and it taps the ball right down the first baseline. He drops the bat, takes off running. The runner from third, because this is coach pitch, he knows he's home free, yeah, right? The, the pitcher, yeah, comes in and scores. No play at first either because the ball went right down the line, but he's in front of the ball basically the entire time. So by the time the pitcher gets it, no play to be made. He turns, he gets to home, or he gets to first base, turns to the pitcher's mound because that's his coach who was pitching to him, and yells, I meant to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So he basically waited till the last at-bat of the season to do a swinging bunt, and it was – Perfectly orchestrated. Now, let me just fast forward. That didn't end up being the last inning, and they ended up losing. <laughs> but it was the most bizarre. Still, he I was kept just, the game going, you know? 
He kept the game going, and everyone's like, "Man, it went right down the line." And the and then my wife walked over there, and she said, "Yeah, the first thing you told me was, hey, I meant to do that.'" And he did it with two strikes. It's a bold strategy, bunting with two strikes. Yeah, I listen. I was just like, "My God!" Like, I love it though. I love the confidence. I had told. I have no idea where he got that from. He's literally never seen video of someone doing a swinging bunt before. You're not allowed to actually bunt at that level, for obvious reasons. But it was just. Yes, whirlwind season. Uh, he cried. They lost. He cried. Uh, other kids were like, "Where's the snack?" Yes, there's, there there are those two levels: the ones who are just like super invested and like yeah. they're, they're living and dying with every pitch, and yeah. then the other ones like, "I get a Capri Sun <laughs> and a granola bar." Yeah, this is awesome. Anyway, I just want to share that with you and with the listeners so they know what you've had to listen to over the past ten weeks off pod and. I want to thank you for being so supportive and listening to all the stories because it's been uh, it's my first time going through this. So no, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for like if he gets on a good because he is good. Like he's genuinely good. Um, and sometimes you know you get on teams that aren't very good, and that happens. Um, mm-hmm. But then next year he might be on like a great team, and like if if that's the best is like it was a couple times as a kid where you're like on a championship team. Yeah, that's, and that's what, just like yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he's super happy when everybody else does well, which is which is cool. One of his teammates made like an awesome catch in foul territory, and he sprinted from his position to go give him a hug. So he's yeah. he's he's got that team mentality. They're gonna run it back. He's gonna do this summer league, but then they're gonna run it back next year. But they're all gonna be a year older. So I think just that alone is gonna help so much because they were at the bottom of the age group. In any event, here we go, Doha Diamond League. I could use you want me to use this email to kick this Doha discussion off. Absolutely. So we got an email from – let's see. Where is this email? We got so many of them. Man, where did this one go? Boop, boop, ba-doo. It was about the panic meter. Panic button time from Lance uh, from Baltimore, formerly from Boulder. Drink. Uh, writing to ask that Jason plays a game. I like to call where is your panic meter. The okay. track season is in full like force with the first Diamond League and a number of high-profile domestic meets. Out of the way, this is for Jason. Where are you on the panic meter? One to ten. So I want to start these. This he said, sixty-two days to go until Eugene. I'll, I want to start it with some athletes who competed at Doha. Perfect. Right. So Brazier, he's got him at a seven. Oof. It's fairly high. Um. Ooh, seven feels good. I was gonna say seven or eight. Seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a little concerning for sure. Um, I mean, I think last week I was still like pretty calm. Like I thought he would come in and win this race. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that he, I mean, he ran one fifty. I get it. Like it was a one forty nine race, but like the fact that he really didn't have anything coming off of fifty five or fifty six or whatever they ran in the first lap. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's not a great look. And I might even be less worried. Like if, hey, he didn't run a couple 400s and 600s or whatever in indoors. Like this wasn't his just first meet rolling out of bed for the year, right? Like that, I think mm-hmm. that matters a little bit. Yeah. Um. Not to say he can't like improve on this because I'm sure he will. Because also big hit to the defenders of the 800, guys. Uh, 149.08 <laughs> is not... Getting the job done. Um, I, was, I know it was windy. I know what, but there's there's really no excuse for that, right? 
I was all ready for the wind excuse, but then what was the 1500, 335, 336? Yeah, no, something. there's no, it was, if, hey, yeah, if the winner ran at 145.8, fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get mad at that. 149 is, like, laughable. Like, it's, yeah, like, it's yeah. trying to, to goad us into ripping on the 800 again. <laughs> yeah, my panic meter for the 800 is at a 10. Yes, it is, it is the worst, um, which maybe is, is Brazier's saving grace that the event is not great. Uh, but yeah, I'm genuinely concerned, like about Brazier. I just don't know. Like, I need to see some good performances, and like, if he's, you know, I, I mean, I know it doesn't take much, but like, mm-hmm. man, like, I don't know. When you see that, and you see sixth, and you see all that, it's just hard to be like, yeah, this dude's gonna run 143 this year. Like, I don't know, maybe. I think of it as three levels when you're saying, can he get back? One is, can he get back to? where he was in 19 where we thought hey this this guy's you know going to break the American, you know keep lowering the record right going to keep people were even talking Rodisha, which i thought was a little I, much. I never and i refused to accept that at the time i think you can roll the tape i wish i had it but i said come on guys this we're talking about david Rodisha. like he's not even close but you know what i mean yes getting no, he could have he could have broken 142 the, yeah right right like so there's that level yeah. there's a level where he's not as good as he was but still better than everybody else Yep. And then there's the level where he's worse. Like metal contender. Metal contender. And then – and I thought there was going to be only those three levels. But right now he's at a fourth level. And if you ask me panic level, it was low because I put so much stock into that stupid indoor 600 for some reason because I looked at – the times were close. Yeah. I mean that's, that, it's The 400s didn't – yeah, the four hundred didn't mean anything to me, and I was thinking he's going to be fine. He'll get it back. He had the injury. He's 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 good. But then you just watch how the race played out. You look back at the indoor season, and then you look ahead, and he's was supposed to run Birmingham. He's he's scratched the last I looked. I don't I don't know if he's been added back on, but mm. he was he is yeah, not on there. I looked either. Yeah, as of this recording. So my panic button is just this like very steep. It's like what you call it um not linear exponential we have mm. an exponential growth pattern on my panic of of brazier and listen credit to to Kibet for winning that race he's only 18 years old looks like he could be a a superstar in the event but he's just like brazier could have been off in that race or the race could have been wonky and he okay finish second or third like yeah be in that, that would have been mix. fine yeah that far back uh, off of that time is not not confidence inspiring and then scratching out of the race after that is just something something's not right there obviously they didn't if they knew that's the if that's the form they thought he was in i don't think they would have run that race flown all the way across the world I hope not. thrown that yeah. race yeah all right another one see a lot of these aren't these panic button ones aren't people who ran in doha um, but he has degrass here but before you get to DeGrasse, just the, the the men's 200 in general. It was the marquee race of the meet, and Lyles got it done, man. Lyles, Lyles did it uh, narrowly over Curly. It was barely wind-aided, 1972 to 1975. Yeah. Uh, previous, previous, previous iterations of Lyles, we would be like, oh, my gosh. He only won by three 100s. But after last year, and you see, you know how good Curly is? 
I would say Curly's oh. good. Yeah, actually, to me, I, I look more because, you know, plus 2.1 isn't, like, crazy, but it's 1972 then doesn't jump off the page like that. But beating Curly, I think, matters more than 1972 mm-hmm. does. Um, and, yeah, it's a good sign. Like, it's it, it definitely... I think last week I was going back and forth like, oh, man, who do I think has a better chance, Lyles or, or Brazier? And it's not even in the ballpark anymore. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's Lyles. I feel way better about. Um, I still you know think necessarily Lyles is, can't compare him to Arian Knighton right now, but he at least mm. uh, he's looking obviously like an easy metal contender, which fine. You know, that's good. Uh, and Curly, yeah, totally fine. Not, that's like, it's like one of those less like, down the road, down the middle of the road performances where I'm just like, okay, he yeah. just barely lost to Noah Lyles. Sure, cool. Uh, in normal years, that would make him like a silver medal favorite, but 200 mm-hmm. is really good now. Uh, for Andre de Grasse, he ran 20.15, finished fourth. So, of course, my panic meter is a one. One, all right. Lance has him at a five. Uh, I, this is what he does. Yeah, I'm not worried. I mean, about sorry, it. Lance, I, I get it. Like, you're right in like anybody else. But he literally does this every year, and he's probably going to win a medal. Whether it's 100 or 200, I don't know. But he's probably going to win a medal because that's just what he does, and it's probably going to be bronze. I'm going to add in some other folks here to this. Okay. Uh, let's go to the women's two. Gabby Thomas won it, 2198. Shrika Jackson second, 2207. Asher Smith, though, three tenths back. So panic button on her, and then what do you think of Thomas and Jackson's performance? <sighs> Uh, yeah, so Thomas looks really good, which is not surprising, but, like, it's, when she threw out the, the 21-6 last year, mm-hmm. that was, like, the holy crap moment, right? Like, we were all just like, oh, my God. And then, it, you know, a part of you, because it's one of the greatest times of all time, just goes, okay, is how fluky was that? Mm-hmm. Like, was it a big fluke? Because, like, that's probably going to be her best time ever. Like, even if it's, even if she's great, like, mm-hmm. that's most likely going to be her fastest time. But since then, she's all she's done nothing but be like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I feel like in the two hundred, like Elaine Thompson seems like the only person who you can like. She, she's the silver medal favorite right now. There's, I think it's kind of yeah. Like unless Emboma, unless Emboma comes back from the injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's and that's fair. But I think she's like right there. And obviously Thompson is the you know is the person to beat. Otherwise, Shrika Jackson just continues to like run really, really well. Ardener, I, I feel like she hasn't run. She like, hasn't. Yeah, at all. And so, like, that, like I said, like, unlike Brazier, like, if Dean Asher Smith had run a bunch of 60s or something like that, I don't know, maybe that, that would skew my, my thoughts a little bit, where I'm just like, she's getting back into it. The Part of the issue is the events have both gotten way, 100 and 200 have gotten way stronger in the last few years on the women's side, where it was like, and she was really, really good, mm-hmm. but if you were... You know, even if you're a twenty-one nine or twenty-two zero and a ten-eight mid, like that, okay, you can probably make you can make a final, but like I yeah. can probably not win in a medal. So like I don't know, you know, she has to not only get back to her old level, but she has to get better than that in order to be a medal contender at this point. All right, another one that Lance didn't mention, but this one. So, oh, yes. And so... Oh, yeah. You want to give a number? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Panic meter. I mean, it's like a three because it's not like, you know, my panic meter is tied to, like, her metal chances. It's just like, hey, this is too early. I don't know. I have enough information. But, like, I'm worried that she could win a medal just because 
of Elaine Thompson and Shillian Fraser Price and Gabby Thomas and whoever else, you know, and Sharon yeah. Jackson and all these other people. Like, it's like just a crazy loaded event. Women's 400. Shawnee Miller Weibo getting third. That was weird. That hasn't happened in forever. She Paulino's good. McPherson's good, but Miller Weibo doesn't lose. What's your panic on her? Yeah, no, this is, this was just the one where I just like, like reloaded the page a few times. <laughs> You're like, oh, is this the, is this the lane assignments? She's yeah, lane like three. I was like, this okay. is, okay, no, this is something, something's off on this. This can't be, can't be right. Um, but she's still Shauna Miller-Weibo, and this just, like I said, this does not happen. And I'm willing to let one go, because she's yeah. been nothing but just phenomenal in the 400 for, like, years. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone's allowed one. And if there's any other hints of anything else, then then I'll I'll, I'll start to register the pa- panic meter. But right now, it's a one. I'd probably put a little higher, but this is the one where I thought, eh, wind. <laughs> yeah, she's just, she's too good, and she's just, like... Like, she's allowed to just kind of go, like, oh, it's all windy and annoying out here. I'm like, oh, well, I'm just not into it today. Yeah. Do you know the last time she's finished outside of the top two in a 400? No, I don't. You know the race, 2017, World Champs. Oh, man. Fell. That's right. I, yep. Okay. She tied up sense. and fell. Yeah. But that's 18, 19, 20, 21. That's four full years where she hasn't lost. Or hasn't finished outside the top two. I think the only other people, it was just Nasser in 17. That's her first loss at all since, or sorry, 19 with Nasser. Pretty crazy. All right. Yeah, about, which uh, that's that's why I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, you're right. Probably more than a one because, you know, that shouldn't be the case. But, like, yeah, she's just, I need to see more. That, that, that one just doesn't register for me. Also, she's run under 50 already this year. So Yeah, so that, that's why that it just is weird in every aspect. Mm-hmm. All right, how about men's formula hurdles? Dos Santos over Benjamin. Panic meter on Benjamin. <sighs> he talked about after the race trap. You know, obviously Dos Santos is really good, number three all the time. That yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's part of it. Where I'm going, like, I still think Benjamin's the second best in the world. Um, but is it possible like Dos Santos has closed the gap a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's possible for sure. He's um, younger. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's, I, I don't think that's like crazy. Like, I don't think Benjamin got like significantly worse, or even maybe slightly worse. Like, that's he still probably you know could have ran his best time ever, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just like Warholm could have. Like, I mean, it's it's you know who knows. Um, so I'm I'm not like worried about Rye Benjamin. I still think he's like a lock for a medal. Um, but I guess we'll call it a two point five, just because. Hey, maybe if Dos Santos catches up to him, that's like, uh, you know, before he was just Jason Warholm. Now it's like he has to fight off these guys behind him as well. Yeah, I'm higher on that one. Maybe a four. I just, I think this is real. And it's nothing that he's doing wrong. It's just that Dos Santos is so good. And the realization sinking in that, yeah, they, he might have to fight two guys. Yeah, I'm not but I mean, go I guess, so I guess if he's, say, I mean, if he has his like normal year, guy. you know, like yeah, but, say say he's like, Okay, say he doesn't PR, right? But other than that, he runs, he breaks 47 three times this year. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, he's the same level, but I guess should his panic meter go up because Dos Santos got better? Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying is yeah. if he stays the same, that may not, or if he, I think if he stays the same, I think he'll be fine. 
Right. But if he, but if he even takes the tiny smallest bit worse, dip, yeah. tiny bit worse. And it's hard. It's easy to get worse after last year. I think a good, I don't know what the odds would be if odds existed for this, but a Dos Santos gold medal four-minute hurdle bet, you probably could get really good odds on, and I'd be interested in that. Yeah, that would be that would be really bold. Um, and we haven't seen Warholm, obviously, but like I, I, I see what you're saying. It's it'd be interesting. I just don't think the other guys would have to slow down a decent amount. But I, I just could I can see Dos Santos de- definitely getting better. Now is he getting better at a rate <laughs> to fast those two guys? Eh, I still think it's a long shot, which I think I'm in, I'd be interested in seeing the odds. But all right, next one, Lance lists this one: Timothy Chariot. He lost uh, to Abel Kipsang, who's having himself quite an early season. Yeah, Lance has him at a three, three out of ten. Yeah, I think the. I mean, this result. I think you you called this result, and uh, I did not argue with you when you said Kipsang was going to mm-hmm. win this race. Uh, I think the only reason to put anything on Chariot's panic meter is if it would be the same thing with Dos Santos as with Kipsang, where you're like, hey, this guy's caught up. Mm-hmm. Like he might be, it might not be a two man race in the fifteen. It might be a three man race in the fifteen, mm-hmm. and in that case, then you can throw a throw a two or a three on there for Chariot because you're like, man, I already had to deal with this freaking teenager coming out of mm-hmm. nowhere and being insane, <laughs> and now there's this other guy. Like it's so that would be that'd be the only thing. Other than that, it's like, yeah, he ran three thirty six in crappy conditions and lost to a guy who's run multiple times and really really fast already. Yeah, I. Th- I, I agree with the three. I agree with the three. I We could have, unless Ingebrigtsen just totally runs away with it, though, we could have a very evenly matched final in Eugene, I think. Just a lot of guys there. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I still, you know, would... I, now I was just I was just thinking the Ingebrigtsen versus the field, which normally is just a fool's errand to take <laughs> a single guy. Um, so I think that's really, really close mm-hmm. to me, the, the, the him or the field, but man, you're right. I mean, it, it, they're, it, they're not gonna make it easy on him. Like he's, he's going to have to, to do everything. And it's like, he lost to Chariot at the end of last year. You know, he beat him in the race that matters, but he did lose to him. Um, but God, I don't know. I just feel like Ingebrigtsen's like on the beginning of just a tear. Yeah. And that's, that, that's totally fair. All right, what else from – he has some other ones here that we'll, we'll get to, but is there anything else that you want to talk about from Doha? Some big javelin throws mm. the wind was so big. They moved the pole vault indoors to the next day. The steeple was close. Um, yeah, steeple was good. I mean, that was a – steeple's – I feel like the men's steeple had been kind of like yeah. meh the last few years. Yeah, it's I mean, just something. be totally straightforward about it. Uh, but Bacali, Gurma, Kibawat – I mean, like that's like we could we could start seeing guys get close to like sub eight or at least low eights again. Where I feel like it for it just seemed like it was like stuck in like the oh someone won the steeple this week in eight thirteen and eight eighteen and mm-hmm. it's like okay that's fine like but they just they weren't exciting races either. It kind of it kind of yeah. lost some of its luster. So hopefully this is a a good sign. What about um what was the other one I had listed here? Oh, women's three thousand that was pretty exciting. With yeah. Nian Saba and, and Kip Yegon, both not running, well, no one's distance is the 3,000. <laughs> yeah, no, and this, I think we both had Nian Saba by a tiny bit, but like Kip Yegon did everything you'd want to see out of that. I mean, uh, it was, yeah, that was a great race. And that's two, obviously, just top, top, top level women fighting it out. And that's, uh, 
yeah, that was awesome. Let's go back to the panic meter then, because a woman who could have been in that mix, but we haven't seen yet, Sifan Hassan. Haven't seen her. We have not. Um, she might still be tired from the triple. Uh, that's my <laughs> thought process. Uh, yeah, I. She's too good. Where I feel like, I feel like she's doing like a a Boltian or you know like Tiger Woods in his prime, like where it was just kind of like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start a little late this year. Mm-hmm. Get get going late. Um, there's just that. There's always that tiny bit of worry because when someone hasn't started their season, you're like, is there an injury? Is there mm-hmm. something else? So because of that, I'm gonna say like a two and a half. But like, I have no concerns with her not running yet. Granted, if we you know if we don't hear anything about her race in the next couple of weeks, it'll kind of be like, hey, it's June. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. But if she starts her if she starts the season in May, I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. What about Evan Jager? Now he's supposed to run. Actually, man. Wait. What's it? What day is today? Wednesday. He's supposed yes. to run Thursday. Okay. At that USATF uh, distance meet classic thing. I think that's actually the name of it. Yes. USATF distance thing. But his the Union Athletics Clubs of names. All right. For... <laughs> I saw you like the Union Athletics Club uh, shirt. Uh, yes, I can't get Blue. into I can't get into Tulis Tapia. So maybe you can tell me he ran one. Jager ran a steeple this year. I don't remember the time, but it wasn't anywhere near what we expected from him. Uh, nine and a half. That's what I, he ran a nine and a half minute no, steeple. No, okay, but be, might as well have. That's my panic meter for him, and it might as well be a ten. I'm I love Devin Jager. He was so much fun to watch. I think his career is done. Really, I, just, I have no faith in him like making the team. Too many injuries, I guess. Yeah, he. I mean, it's been. I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember his last like big, you know, good time. Um, I guess he won USA's in 2018. In 820. 19 was the year he didn't he win USA's in 19, but then got hurt after. Again, I don't. I'm flying blind here. I don't. I'm, I'm going by Wikipedia. It doesn't. The Wikipedia. Oh yeah, nineteen. You missed the whole year. I'm totally yeah. wrong. So Sorry. he literally hasn't run since 2018, basically. Like, well, anything meaningful. Steeples, steeples. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but he hasn't done like anything significant, right? Like, has he put up a time or something? Well, he in 2020 didn't he run like a f- indoor 5,000 that was kind of fast or 3,000? He did. He was out there. 13. He ran 13.12 in in 2020. Okay, that that matters. That's that's something. Yeah. I mean, then um, you're not you're not out of shape if you're running thirteen twelve. No, I mean, no, twenty 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 one. Remember, he he did that at Mount Sac. He did that steeple, and I thought he was going to finish, but he was just like rabbiting McGordy. That was strange. Yeah, and that's then, concerning, right? Like if you hadn't if you hadn't run I a steeple was, in three years, wouldn't you be like, hey, maybe I should finish this? Yeah, well, and then he didn't. He got hurt and didn't run trial. So yeah, eight thirty four, and he got second at Mount Sac. The thing is, though, you look at how the steeple is right now. He doesn't need to get that much quicker but what are what are Furlick and i mean Furlick and updike in the u.s are running pretty quick so yeah i feel like he's got to be at least an 820 guy and i i mean that's i don't feel like that's a guarantee at this point yeah i think he is not like the odds are against him making the team that's oh, what i would say 100 percent. yeah i i mean i hope i'm wrong like evan jager was Bo- great sorry and he you know. I forgot Bohr. Hillary Bohr ran 8.17 in Doha. So 8.17, 8.22, and then Furlick is at 8.23. And then there's an 8.24, and then an 8.25. Yeah, that's, Again, that's a, I mean, 
And obviously, not... if he's 80% of Evan Jagger, yeah. he could do enough to get there. But, like, I don't know, man. When you when I haven't seen you do anything in, like, four years, mm-hmm. like, run your event, like, that, I don't know. That's a long time. I, I just, I, I completely, you know, it's another mm-hmm. year on top of Clay Thompson missing the NBA's game. So, like, I, it's a lot. Yeah. That's how Jason measures injury layoffs and yep. how many Clay Thompsons. We'll see on Thursday night. I think that's a, that's a big race. It'd be awesome. If he runs like 835, I'd be like, this is a good, really good sign. Mm-hmm. Like, because that would just be big. I honestly, like, I don't know what to expect, but he needs something. All right. How about Wade Van Niekirk? Uh-huh. He has him he at 11. It, he? he says, I'd say 11. Sorry, Jason, but Lincoln was right. Referring to my former colleague, who um, said who said Wade Van Dyker was done. I mean, I'm, uh, if I'm arguing facts, you know, I guess I'll. I can't I really have him a bu- worse or a better than what I just had Evan Jager, right? I mean, that's. Um, of course, well, granted, he, he ran 45 seconds in, you know, at the Olympics last year. Mm-hmm. Like that's closer to anything Evan Jager's done. So nine. <laughs> Take that. All right. Yeah. I mean he ran forty five one last year, which is nothing. Yeah. But it's also something. Um I, I guess I, you we know, have to... I'm living on a prayer for for sure. I mean he reportedly got hurt, right? So again, I guess what you have to do here is define what is what are we panicking about? Are we panicking about his ability to make a final? Are we panicking about his ability to medal? Are we panicking about his ability to get a gold i think i said when all this discussion was going on if he makes a final again that'd be like a good accomplishment for how long he's been out the thing is it's just the event i mean gardner's great he's been doing it karani james is back but it's not as if everybody every week is knocking out what's that i said it's bad yeah the the event's bad well it's not it's not very deep is what i'm saying like you can get good well gardner's good Gardner's, no, Gardner's been consistently great. good. Gardner is really, really great. I, I, it's just like he's the only guy you feel confident at any given point through the break 44. Yeah, yeah. Other guys have, but he's the one you feel the most confident in doing it. And he just you don't you don't tune into a diamond league expecting to see 43-9, 43-8 anymore. If Gardner ran, maybe you, you would. Yeah. But he's really good about just getting, you know, peaking yeah, at really the right does. time. So the door appears to be open, but I just don't think he Van Eker is going to be the guy who walks through that door. I think it's going to be whatever the next generation is in the four hundred. Yeah, no, you're. I mean, almost certainly right. Um, Thank you. But there's that. I mean, it's the most likely scenario for sure. But like at the same time, I go because I'm also the eternal optimist, and and I'm just gonna just hold on to that tiny bit of hope. I'm just gonna look, and I'm be like, okay, he ran forty five fourteen. And finished fifth in a semifinal at the Olympics last year. That's yeah. that's not super far away. Like I said, I'm not saying okay, he's gonna wear a gold, win a gold medal or even a medal again. But like that's not super far away from making a final. But he has to build on that, and he hasn't been able to build on anything for four years. Well, it's been injuries. It's that, been that's one, what I mean. It's yeah. just, he hasn't had a chance to. Yeah. It it just it's tough because it's hard enough to keep it going, just getting older, and then you layer on top of that the getting older plus trying to come back from the series of injuries yeah so that that's yeah i'm not i yeah i wouldn't go 11 but again it depends how you're 
defining it. All right, and then he's got one more here. So we did DeGrasse, Jager, Van Eker, Chariot, Hassan, Brazier, and he's got Shakari Richardson. And he has her at 10. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I would love to see her run. That would probably be helpful. Um, she also seems like the like biggest enigma of all time, where I'm like, oh, yeah, she showed up this meet, and she ran 1068. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was weird. I never never saw that coming. Um, yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm genuinely concerned. Um, I, I I don't know if I'm at a 10, but I I feel like she has to. If I have nine and nine and a half for uh, Van Niekirk and Jagger, uh, I at least have to have Shakari at a eight, eight and a half. That she'll compete, that she'll be where she was last year. Yeah, I mean... So she ran ten seven last year. She mm-hmm. ran ten seven the year before. Like, could have just like all fallen apart that quickly. Like I, I still I think she could get back to where she's at. She's so young. She's twenty two. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. she's already been crazy good. Like I, yeah, I, I. Well, the thing I, is, I'm we worried. Don't, it's, she's just not running. Like we don't have it's any a complete evidence. unknown. Yeah, yeah, I guess post post suspension post Olympics last year. She ran, and it didn't go well. But you could chalk that up to just weird, weird. Yeah, we're at one year of weirdness compared to like several years of weirdness, and we're also how young she is. Like I even think eight's too high for right now. I'm gonna make it a seven, but I'm still a little, which is still like a lot of concern for someone who's so talented and so young. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about well? That's some cool NCAA stuff. Um, I'm sure people have already heard it already by now, though. Favor Ophelia, she's fast. Britton Wilson was legit. Um, Julian Alfred ran 10-8. She goes to Texas. Let's talk about this week's Simon League, though. How about we preview that? Do you want to play the song? Let's do the song, huh? A hundred percent. What channel is BN? What time zone is Doha in? I don't understand the point system. Where is the 5,000? I got a virus from this Russian stream. I forgot to set my fantasy team. I always select Perkovich. Every 200 has Edward Alonso in it. This is the Diamond League. All right, Saturday morning in the United States. You got a good 100. Bromel, DeGrasse, Omanyala, I believe. Is Omanyala in there still? Oh, maybe I, I might have missed that on my on my first look through. But that's, You listed uh, Blake, which is interesting. Is that I know. It, you know, I feel like that was just a, uh, oh, a gentleman's not there. listing. Okay, Brace. so I didn't miss. I was like, I feel like I would have heard him now. Bracy, you should have put Bracy on. There. I should have put Bracy. So I don't know. Use. Yeah, was he not on there oh, on earlier? Maybe, maybe he was, and I just missed it somehow. It could be. Um, they don't put edits on this start list. You never know who yes. was there before. They just change. So I, I right. could be totally crazy, but eight hundred, uh, Rotic, uh, Clayton Murphy, you coming off a of one forty five, looked really good in Puerto Rico. Garcia, A Rob, Garcia, here we go, <laughs> start of it. Hopper. I've been saying it, so I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, men's 15 is also really good. Women's 100 is solid. Women's 8 is good, too. Get C. Keeley. Hodgkinson, women's 15, and women's 5. I mean, there's there's a lot here. What What's your what's your A-list number one can't-miss event? 
I think it has to be women's hundred. Um, Thompson, Thomas, Ardiner, Jackson, Sturgis. Like that's hmm. I'm, Elaine Thompson's running. That on its yeah. own is like already a, a top three event probably. Put in Gabby Thomas. That's uh, really interesting. You know, Dean Asher Smith not afraid to just enter insane fields to start off her year, <laughs> which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's got like just a loaded thing here. So I think that's yeah, that's I mean there's a lot of good like you said, but that that one I think is is number 1. And she's going to have to run this time. Elaine Tom- her last couple races, she's just been able to cruise through Thompson Hurrah. Well, I guess yeah. Mount Sa- Mount's actually going to run the final. So she, she cruised through the prelim <laughs> and then peaced out. But the race in Puerto Rico was just fine. Right? She's just she's just on autopilot at this point. So having Thomas and uh, Asher Smith and Jackson there. Yeah. I mean, Sturgis has run 10-8 this year. 10, yeah, 10-8 this year. Yeah, 10-8, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good pick. I went to the men's 15. Yeah, I would sign between those two. Because it's basically everybody except Jakob and Cherry. Yep. I mean, not it's everybody. It's that whole but, next tier. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't have Cooper Cherry either. I guess the American guys, yeah. But. Yeah. The whole tier minus tier, and that other. <laughs> so Kip Sang, we just saw Kerr, McSwain, who struggled last week, Hor, Katir, Tafera. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good group there. Eight hundred again. I'm just looking for something to happen. Yeah, please. That's why I'm like. That's why I, I just want my Garcia pick to come through. I <laughs> bought all the stock in indoors, and I'm like, yeah. yes, this is. It's setting up because nobody else wants it. It's not like you to overrate an indoor performance, Jason. No, so I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done it before. <laughs> so out of character. And then, I mean, the little Muhammad's been running quite a few four minute hurdle races or four yeah, races like in it. general this year. She doesn't There's need no to worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, literally nobody. There's just it's just a shirt. No. Uh, well, actually, who is in that one? Because there's been some. Uh, you know, if, we tend to gloss over it if it's not bowl or. Muhammad Woodruff has been good this year. Gets her training co- partner. Rizakova was good last year. Russell ran well, but yeah, obviously this should be Muhammad if she's uh, in form. But it'll be cool to see the the British women too, right? Because Muir and Hodgkinson both had big plans for indoors, and then they never really got off the ground. I mean, Hodgkinson ran that one really fast race, and we were supposed to see her at World Indoors, but then uh, yeah, that would been so good. Had she had to she had to withdraw, so. They'll be running at home. No, I agree. I think Hodgkinson is huge because that's our our one chance against a thing Mo. Like it just a thing Mo is just this unstoppable force, and uh, Hodgkinson even younger, right? And uh, mm-hmm. almost as talented. So yeah, I would love to see. I mean, Ghoul's in that race, which you know gives her somebody that she just can't completely walk to it. So uh, yeah, I want to see her look like her usual self. Mirror, Chibet, Hull. Yeah, Mirror's always always fun. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good meet. Yeah, this should be. DeGrasse is going to run ten eleven, so don't put him high on your panic meter, guys. I'm just letting you know in advance. What's the thing? Make a prediction here that's somewhat bold, but also that you actually believe. I mean, I think Garcia is going to win the eight hundred. Okay, give me one more. Um, I mean, you had to see that coming, right? Uh, let's see, another one. I think Bromel can run something like really fast. Like 
like wouldn't be even surprised if he went like ten eight two or nine eight two. Nine eight two, yeah, sorry. Um something something like where he could put but he seems to I mean he did it really, really well last year where he just started off well. I'm hoping he can obviously continue that. Um Yeah. But uh yeah, I think he I think he could do something good. So he's run nine two legal this year. Nine two? Nine nine two legal uh, but seven he's run seven five with the 2.1 so i don't even think yeah. it, an eight what do you say eight two eight two legal yeah. i don't i don't think well i was gonna say nine i was gonna say break nine eight but that seems too bold but i guess it's not crazy he's, he did it once or twice you, last year at least you remember last year he's when the olympics didn't go well he talked about how he needed to get better at running well in europe like overseas because mm. he said yeah. like that's always been a thing he struggled so maybe it's a point of emphasis for him to to do it i just feel like like with the one and the two, almost we went from just be obsessing over the times a lot. Like we wanted, like what's Lyle's gonna run? Like what's Coleman gonna run? Like his only competition is the clock. Now I just feel as if like the wins are sufficient for these these athletes because it's so e- it's like very even. There's multiple players that can win, which means the fields are more balanced. So they have to just feel good with a victory. You feel the yeah, same the way? Depth, or no? no, the depth got way better. Um, Whereas before it was like Coleman was like on an island by himself, Lyles was on an island by himself, Norman was on an island by himself. Like where it was like these guys almost seemed like they, it was just kind of like, well, what do they run? Oh, well, he won by two and a half tenths, but he only ran nineteen seven one, so that's not exciting. Um, so obviously, if you get some real matchups that matters, uh, Bramel, Bracy, like I said, I digress. I just don't think he's gonna do anything in this race because he just doesn't do that. Um, but you're right. I think in those normal kind of races, like, yeah, if you, especially like men's hundred right now, there's eight, nine guys or whatever who matter. Yeah. And it's like, if you, yeah, if you got four of those in a race and you win, then you're right. That, that the time is less relevant, but it's also just going to end up being fast because there's so many good guys. Yeah. All the races in those event groups, it's not the same in the women's hundred or 200. It's not the same as the, well, the men's eight's never going to be fast for like thirty years or something. What's the what's the Titanic woman's the meme? I've lived for seventy oh. years. What's, <laughs> how does it go? Yeah, I, oh, I can't remember exactly exactly. Anyway, but, but how long has it been since <laughs> David Rudisha has been gone? So, you know how you get to the Olympics and World Championships? You want to see something spectacular, but you're just like, all right, the goal here is winning. Right, yeah. Like Doha, Lyles like wasn't the time we thought, but it's like who cares? That that basically what I'm saying is that's how I feel about the Diamond League meets, the regular season meets now because they are so competitive. I just was watching that 200 in Doha and it's just like, oh man, Lyles has just got to feel good about that, even though he's run faster before. That's a pretty good time for this point in the season. But just like, just get the win. Who cares about anything else? If you win all your races, you're gonna be happy at the end of the season. Like you don't need to worry about anything else. I know it's typical cliche. I'm not worried about the clock. Blah blah blah. I think a lot of times athletes are worried about the clock. They use that as a marker. But in some of these fields where it's so even, they have to feel good about just getting victories at this point. And I think that takes off the, some of the pressure. Like Lyles, it's like it's not even an American record. Blah blah blah. Bolt. Like all this these crazy headlines. It's like just win the race. Just win the race. Yeah. No, that's and I think you're right. The more the more matchups we get with with those high level, that's that's all we need. And like, yeah, I mean this this women's hundred. I mean Thompson is obviously the big favorite because she should be because 
what she did last year. Um, but yeah, you look at like the rest of that field and I was just looking, I mean, I know Gabby Thomas is a 200 meter runner, but she's never broken 11 legally. Yeah. Doesn't she have a, what's her windy PB though? Isn't it something? 1092, which is also, and that's this year. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, so my big prediction is Gabby Thomas PRs in the hundred in this meet. <laughs> really th- going out on a limb. Let me write that down here. Um, yeah. Well, she was always like two, two, two in college, and even four. Yeah, like for the, sure. there was that crazy four by four split that she ran to. All right, you ready for email? Yes. House of Gmail.com is the email address. Let's see. Where do we begin here? Let's go to Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. A couple Great. of thoughts on the Doha Diamond League. Thank you for playing the Diamond League song in the preview. I'm sure that when most athletes signed up for the meet, they believed that they would be competing in the pristine AC of Khalifa International Stadium in front of 2,000 fans. I'm sure many were shocked to find out they would instead be racing in a smaller stadium with disruptive wins. Good to see the men's 800 pick up right where it left off last year with a real stinker. Watching the race, I was actually hoping that Sawinski would have kept going and gone for the win. The thought had to have crossed his mind, right? With a 54-8 first 400, he could have pulled it off. Well, the problem was he did too good of a job because he realized nobody was going with him, so he backed off. Yeah. If he just went out in whatever, I don't know if they 51 or 50, if that's what they told him, then he would have had this insane lead, and then he could have looked behind him and said, screw it, like I'm going for it. Yeah. Um, he says, my bold prediction of the men's steeplechase becoming a decent event to watch got off to a great start with a tight sprint finish between El Bacali and Gurma. That is Marshall. I had forgot about Marshall's prediction on the steeple, but he's right. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I wish Sawinski would have tried to run anyway. Or maybe he was just like, this is boring. I just want to get off the track. <laughs> it's like, well, I fell asleep. What was that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 54-8. What the hell? No one has yawned before while rabbiting until <laughs> Eric Sawinski came along. Um, Noah writes in. Noah about the Asbel Kiprop tweet heard around the world. We got one from... Trevor, um, about this. Well, he just passed along the. Oh no, he passed along. What is this? Guess most T-shirts worn in a half marathon. Oh, this is unrelated. I'm sorry. The subject line was about as okay, bro. He's that link that Trevor sent says Idaho man runs half marathon while wearing 111 T-shirts. <laughs> this is actually funny. <laughs> I I did not see that one. That's amazing. Uh, and he says, Trevor says, how many? How fast could Kipchoge do it? I don't think I'd slow him down much at all. He's, st- he's still going. He's still going two hundred five easy. One hundred and eleven t-shirts. Do you see the picture? Oh, Click on it. Yeah, that's so good. That's <laughs> amazing. What did this guy run? Do you think you could put one hundred twelve t-shirts on and do it? Oh my god! I mean, this guy just started. This guy just started an arms race. <laughs> The, so the and the Guinness World Record book set in a limit of three hours. So they said if you don't do it under three, it's not going to be a record. I love it. My Who are they to say that? Who are they? <laughs> my arms lost circulation, and after a couple of hours, my hands swelled to what really? felt like twice the size. My normally loose wedding ring was a constricted ring, and I, I couldn't even why. touch my thumb across my hand. You have like ninety pounds of cotton on your body. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> oh, God. that's incredible. That is insane. Anyway, all right. Let me go back to the uh, the email about uh, Kiprop. 
So Asbel Kipop tweeted this and then deleted it. I do not know what it means. Still, I will try to dissect it. So the tweet says drugs, dot, dot, dot. I believe there's no performance-enhancing drug to run fast. This is just a scam. Give all humans EPO and let them run a 326 in the 1500. There is no doping. No need to lie. This is Noah's analysis. First of all, let's make mention of the fact that Kiprop, despite being caught with a PED in a system that doesn't occur naturally, has consistently denied doping using EPO. His pinned tweet remains a video subtitled by him, I'm confident because I didn't dope. His profile, quote, in 2008, I was falsely accused of doping, all caps, and he did delete this tweet. Now, that makes me think that this isn't just a completely transparent, straight-up admission he was on the sauce that some might want it to be. That's too simple. So what do I think it is? (laughs) This is the first and foremost an Asbel flex. He is saying, you know what? I ran a time that nobody else has in the last 15 years. Jakob hasn't. Tim hasn't. Go on down the line. Dope them all you want. They won't be as good as me. It's a, quote, scam, unquote, according to him, because we know some athletes are doping right now. But they aren't running 326. So now the, quote, scam, <clears throat> according to Asbel, is that doping will get you to 326. So the drugs don't work or matter at his 326 level. Let's also note that there's a lot of potential for some really fast 1500-meter races this year that could move him back in the record books. So this is a timely message. However, who does this argument also benefit? Asbel, if he was really doping, which we have to think he was. Has anything sounded more like a sneaky OJ if I'd done it admission than this? Because how can you look at that, no need to lie as anything else but a social media trial for him to say, sure, I doped and I have been lying, but so did everyone else and I was still better than them. This is the classic argument you might hear from a Lance defender. That's Lance Armstrong, not Lance who emailed in earlier. Everyone in the era was doping and he was the best of the dopers. So what to make of all this? I think this was Asbel's first way to drop the hint that he might be willing to admit he doped. He's not going to do that at the drop of a hat, but I think he wanted to see the reaction to this provocative tweet. It doesn't seem like the comeback is going great and his career is likely over aside from low-key races in Kenya. Since he deleted the tweet, I suspect there was some skepticism around what he tweeted and people taking it as an admission. But I'm more confused than when I started this email about what the end game is here. Perhaps it's as simple as him trying a new strategy from I was wrong to they banned me for something that doesn't even matter. Lastly, there's a semi-wild idea that he's justifying doping and has been consistent all along because he really has always believed that EPO doesn't work or make you run fast. That's, this would be a strange That's argument a to make one. because why was he doing it then? But Asbel is a strange guy because who goes from I didn't dope, I was sabotaged to the old PEDs are a scam anyway unless they did the deed. Anyhow, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, but I think we got the first true sign that Asbel might be willing to do a tell-all type admission. That is Noah. What do you think? Yeah, this is it's a. It's, I mean, I love all the different arguments because it's Asbel Kiprop, and I feel like he's impossible to read. So, my thought was, my thoughts are, I guess, that two options. One, he was drunk, and he tweeted it out just almost like a quasi confession, just whatever. This is all BS, Mm -hmm. whatever. This wouldn't work anyway. I'm still the best ever, all this stuff. Two, if he was sober, he was trying. I I think that's where like the first part of, of Noah's argument comes in Mm -hmm. where it was like, he was like trying to say something else, but it got kind of cluttered and it was clumsy and it it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, Um, which I'm, I'm leaning towards that. Because so, so he was like trying to he was trying to make some bigger point because he does kind of speak in riddles a little bit. And then after it was out for a little bit and everyone's like, bro, like this makes it look like you doped. 
And of course, we know he's been so adamant about I did not dope, I did yeah. none of this stuff. It would be so weird for him him to confess now. Like I said, unless he was drunk. So, was there a lot of blowback to this tweet? I didn't see. I it liked when it I was... when I saw it. Um, <laughs> I I think no, actually, I think tagged me, tagged both of us in it. Um, and then I tried to, and I, I did like it at but the then time. It, but, but then it got taken down. Been deleted. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm guessing it got some pretty good traction. Um, In a good you know, way or a bad way? Track. Oh, I think probably bad way. I okay. mean, I didn't follow it too closely, but I can't imagine people were like, awesome tweet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm killing it. Um, at least I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I, I feel like Noah did cover all the angles here. That's my mind oh. bounced around all that stuff. And then I got a headache. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Hold Sorry. 11 hours ago. He reposted. We it. have an update. Oh, what is a few a few days ago? I shared my thoughts on the issue of doping control. I wish to support my content. It will come a time to beat deeper conspiracies in the sport in order to safe justice, not for business but for human equality. No human deserves to be sacrificed. When I was falsely accused of doping, I quoted that there is an ep- epileptic kind of cancer that just climbed testing and testing process. Athletics needs transparency, not a cancerous or inaccurate result, even if it is to be a 1%. I finished the four-year punishment, but because I'm true, I will keep on reminding the world not to be fooled. I could be saving another innocent human and career. Well, how long is this tweet? It was a four-parter. Okay. This This is part three right now. Not only in the sport, but equally in our human daily. I must say false doping accusations made me vulnerable to many challenges in life. This should not happen to any innocent human. Honestly. Never falsely accuse. Don't falsely judge. I think Noah needs to write another email in with more explanations. There's <laughs> a lot going I'm, on there. I'm more confused. I'm more yeah. confused than I've ever been in my life about literally anything. But I'm liking it for sure. Because so, he follows me. Let's not forget, Asbel Kiprop follows like 100 people, and I'm one of them. Do we know why? Uh, because Julian tweeted at him once, hey, my buddy Jason's your biggest fan. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Should we keep moving? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be hard to top. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's go to – man, there's just so many and they're all in a ver- uh Here's uh, Ward from Belgium. Yeah. The wedding went well. Managed to get through it without anyone asking when kids would follow. Boom. In terms of sports, I must admit, I just wholesale, wholesale went for all the Philly teams. Yikes. You tend to support your local team here, so anything Philly was the obvious choice. That said, I was I only really follow the Eagles game somewhat actively. NBA has way too many games to even bother to keep up, though I try a bit in the playoffs. Baseball is beyond boring. Haven't tried ice hockey. Have tried the world football team. Uh, but in that regard, i just rather follow my local team than one across the ocean. To add to all that, I have to support Duke basketball, as Duke is where my wife studied. Uh, I heard that nobody likes them. Accurate. Yep. Uh, then he talks about, oh, my son did the, the project on Belgium, project, air quotes. Uh, your son, knowing Belgium as a country, already puts him ahead of most kids. I'm sure too often I've had to add Western Europe when receiving blank stares after saying where I'm from. If your son does end up picking Belgium, or am I replying too late? Happy to answer any questions. Uh, maybe not during the show then. Um, yeah, he turned in the project. He knew they made chocolate, and Brussels was uh, the capital, largest city, and uh, okay. Lukaku – uh, on their on their team, like the best leading goal scorer of all time for Belgium, I believe it's Lukaku. Anyway, yeah, so he did it. I don't know. 
they put the posters up on the wall. That was pretty much, I think, the extent of it because it's in kinder. Anyway, Belgium's language situation is indeed tricky. Explaining that <clears throat> in sufficient detail is probably another male I won't bore you with, but I grew up in a Dutch-speaking household in an officially Dutch-French bilingual city, Brussels, which is actually 90% French-speaking in practice. To make this email somewhat about running still, our 800-meter guy couldn't make it to the inter-club competition we were competing in last weekend. My club asked me last minute to take his place. It was my first time racing an 800, and I actually kind of liked it, so I'm now in the 800 Appreciation Defenders camp and will pay more attention to it the next meet I watch. Greetings, de Groten, Mens, Mes Salutations. I, yeah, I screwed that up. Bored. So he I'm guessing that's, yeah, that's got to be Dutch and French, right? Probably. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's for, and that was a horrible French. That wasn't even an attempt at a French accent. I just want to let people know that. I'm not going to go for that. Uh, 800. Yeah, fun event to run. It's, it's one of the great events. Like, I, I, we love the 800. Uh, if you were listening to the first, I don't know, five years, six years of the show, might have been our favorite. That's all event. we talked about. Yeah. yeah, it was literally just the. So it's, uh, and you know, we never talked about 400 meter hurdles. Did not care for it. And yeah. it just shows you that transcendent athletes will make you really care for events and athletes who are just really, really good. Um, not so much. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I, That's what I learned. Yeah. I'm going to defend his, you know, his Philly fandom here because I feel like if I moved somewhere in Europe, mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick whatever team, wherever I'm living. Right. Cause I, yeah. I have no tie to what's going oh, on out there. Yeah. So I'm not. it makes total sense. And even though Duke is the villain. Yeah. If your wife went there and that's the only tie you have makes total sense. Yeah, I was just saying, oh, in terms of that's rough, given the last couple weeks. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. Uh, but, you know, like I said, he's mainly a, a football fan, so it's not bad. No. De- not Devin all. Allen, right? Yeah, Devin Allen. I guess if you become a fan late in life, do you inherit all the misery, too? That's hard to just... <sighs> I don't think you can. You can't recreate it, right? R- right, that's what I'm saying. You can't just, like, inject that into you. Like, that's a tough thing. I mean, if he so was a you... fan, what, four years ago, he got a Super Bowl right off the bat. Well, and maybe he's wondering, man, why is everybody so pessimistic? We're winning in right. this game. <laughs> and why are they pelting Santa Claus with snowballs? I don't know what's right. happening. Just completely oblivious to all of the history of the of the team. So, um, all right, shall we go now to Jack? Yeah, from Chicago, formerly from Pittsburgh and Boston. That's a, that's a big Drink. three. Yeah, right? Saw this on Twitter and couldn't resist using it as an excuse to bring up one of my favorite debates of yours from last year, the 800-meter capability of non-800-meter runners. Yes. So someone tweeted at Fred Curley, what do you think you'd run in the eight? He says, at least 147 minimum. Whew. Are you taking the over or under 147 for Curley in the 800? And who wins in a head-to-head, Curley or Warholm? The second question is really only for Kevin, since I know Jason thinks that Warholm can run 144. Personally, <laughs> I would take the over. Yes, it, but if Curly had been in the 800 race in Doha from last week and had been anywhere close to the league with 150 to go, I like his chances. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun game to play. How many people could have won that 800 last week? Yes, well, well over that. Well, he's, he's north of 150 for sure. But yeah, Jason thinks 145. <laughs> no, so okay. So Fred Curly, who was a 400-meter runner, which yeah. was one event away, and is now a 100, mainly a 100-meter runner and sometimes 200-meter runner, um, yeah, he's going, <clears throat> he's going north of 150. Uh, you know, maybe not by a ton, but like still def- north of 100, uh, 150. I think Warholm beats him for sure. Just 400 meter hurdles could, translates easier. It's a crazier event. 
Makes sense. Um, yeah, I would love... Actually, I think this is <clears throat> a race like Doha on this last weekend is the kind of 800 I want to see Warholm <laughs> and Curly get put into because that will tell us exactly what we need. Yeah. Just a, I, jo- you know, a 55-second jog for the first lap and then... But that'd hey, be perfect for them. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. It's need. absolutely yeah. perfect because then it's like, hey, let's let's see what we got here. The thought of a 9-8 guy running 147 is... <laughs> It's insane a little bit, yeah. yeah just complete because if you think about it from that Warholm, it's easier just to put it into eight hundred terms because we only know him as a four hundred runner. Like we don't, we don't go all the way down there. But yeah, eight hundred is a. I mean, I was gonna say a lot of people think they can do it, but eight hundred is, as we talked about before, it gets pretty real pretty quickly. All right, um, well, we got a. We need to start this one. We got an email here from someone who wants to help you out with uh, tickets for World Champs. Oh, I saw. Yeah, that's. Uh... I meant to actually respond. This was beyond generous. You should email. Not you should, not you should necessary, e- but I do appreciate it. You should email that that person back, though. I would definitely will. Yeah, I, I meant to do that earlier. Uh, actually, sent it Come yesterday, on, so I must, meant to do it yesterday. But very, very, very nice and generous, um, but definitely not necessary. Appreciate it, though. Um, I don't know why Jason's turning down. I mean, I'll. I don't. I don't need tickets, but I'm just, <laughs> just, just buy Jason a beer. That's what Jason I, wants. Right? I will take that. I will take that. Absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah, if you, if you're if you can come meet up, then that's that's uh, that's all I want. Yeah. So speaking of meetups, we got one from uh, Ethan. He says, "Hey guys, it's Ethan, formerly from Maryland and soon to be from Conshohock, and that's it. Please send any and all fun fest inquiries my way." So I mean, that's I guess that's two people we have from Conshohock now. Also, he says I'll be at Worlds through the Thursday sessions. All right, so Ethan will be there. Basically, same time yeah, you same are time as me. for a lot of those days. Well. So yeah. And then we got one from Dave. He says uh, he's going to be there with his family from Saturday to Thursday. Any house of run events, track stand-up comedy nights, pre-trail runs that we can firm down for. Um, they're going to the Monday and Tuesday sessions. Maybe we can all take Warholm out for drinks Tuesday night and then taking our kids <laughs> and spouses to see Emma and Courtney battle it out in the women's steeple final on Wednesday night. That's awesome. So – it, it, the the joke about Warholm is kind of interesting though because all these athletes at these big meets, like if they do go out, they're probably going out to like a like the Diamond League, like the the meet puts on a party usually, right? But, right. But if it's a World Championships, well, Olympics is the security is crazy, but World Championships, they're in these huge cities, so I'm sure after they win the gold, like they go out and celebrate, you know, in any number of places. Eugene, there's basically one place that everybody goes to. And I wonder if athletes are going to completely avoid it. Are they going to like drive immediately to Portland so they can celebrate somewhere bigger? Or are they going to be there? Because if they're going to be there, the chances of you bumping into like world-famous athletes is like really high if you go to the one place where everybody goes. I feel like... 100% there's going to be a good portion of athletes who are just going to be chilling out there like that you'll just be able to see. You'll be like, wow, that person's in crazy good shape. I wonder what they do. <laughs> like, they just look like, yeah. They're, they're... Well, they'll, everybody will know, though. That's what I'm no, saying. No, exactly. Will... Like, it's the right crowd for it. So it's going to be... But, like, it's also... It's kind of perfect, too, because, I mean, you know, European athletes, I'm sure, you know, Warholm gets recognized uh, at home sure. or all the yeah. time or whatever. But like, it's, you know, world championships, us, like it's a different experience probably for a lot of those athletes to get a little bit of that fame uh, for for the ones who don't necessarily get, you know, who aren't the heroes in their own country kind of level. Yeah. It's just, there's not going to be, 
much anonymity. I, I mean, I say there's only one place. There's more than one place, but there's everybody congregates basically in that one spot. And then even yeah. if you even if you expand it out, it's like all right, they're, they're going to be in any one of five places. It's not a big city, is basically what I'm saying. Newsflash: Eugene, Oregon, is <laughs> not that big of a city. Uh, so that's fun to see. But yeah, so we're gonna we don't have anything specific planned. But those days, especially when Jason is there, there's going to be like I'll probably go and run on Priest Trail every morning. And then I'll just let people know what time. And then whoever wants to show up can show up. Um, it might be just you and me. It might be five people. You know? Braylon yeah, and we'll... Uh, I mean, I definitely want to, you know, hang out afterwards, get set up some drinks, whatever it is. So let's let's do that too. Yeah, we need to just figure out a way to uh, communicate that. Because I don't... We don't tweet as much. So we'll just... in the Maybe... We'll have to do a better job at planning ahead of time. And then we say it on the pod. Yeah, I think... We'll post it. We don't have it yet, but like in the week, in the you know last few weeks leading up to it, we'll, we'll, we'll we should try to firm down some some more details. And you're going to do the stand up, right? That's like locked in. Oh, I don't know about that. I has, still haven't done stand up since COVID, so it's uh, this is the perfect time, right? <laughs> That's the perfect time, the comeback, right? I'm not going to firm down for that necessarily, but I will. Uh, you know, it's either that or you have to do it like do some jokes to like we like circ- like get a. Uh, put you in the middle of a circle. I'm like, yeah, here, tell us a joke. Tell us a joke. <laughs> You're funny, right? That's do my the, favorite thing, for sure. Do, do the thing. Do the thing where you tell the joke to everybody. Can you do that? Is that something you can do? No? It sounds great. My friend Jason knows jokes. That's what I'm going to tell people. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited already. It's Me too. True. Okay. Um, we're getting closer to the song here. Actually, let's, let's get to Tim in a moment with the song. I'm seeing what else we have. So Jeremy wants Austin recommendations. Should I? I should just email these to him, right? I don't need to say them. Yeah, I think so. I think. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll I mean, well, and especially because you you have in depth lists. You know, it's uh, it's definitely <clears> going to be. You know, send them send them the same recommendations you sent me. Yeah, I'll just. I guess I could just. I need to create a what do you call it? A template. Oh, yeah, not I'm a template, shocked. but just... I was shocked you didn't have one. <laughs> well, I try to customize it, I, and I should, I should. But I've sent a couple people stuff, and then I, I, man, I don't know if they like it. Man, did, but did you see Jeremy's intro line? He's blowing the the Boston, Chicago, Pittsburgh out of the water. What has he got here? New York, New York via D- Dublin and London, and originally from Australia. Oh wow, that is a lot of milk for poor Braylon. Yeah, okay, he, yeah, he, he's getting the full, the full customized, uh, <laughs> the full customized email. For sure. Um, all right, let's go back to Marshall then. Marshall always has. Marshall be, should be called the sequel. That should be his nickname. <laughs> I like it. Or or the. Too bad the answer's already been taken. You know he's been retired for a while now. Okay. <laughs> Do you think AI would mind? Yeah, I think they need to pass down nicknames. You know. That's interesting. Who's the new human highlight film? Ooh. Uh I mean, you're not gonna like it. Is it Jaw? Mm, maybe. Who's the new Magic? Mm, that's a tough one. Who's the new MJ? <laughs> Which sport? That's true. Oh, There's plenty to choose from out there. Oh, Warriors up nine, almost halftime, just to give you a heads up. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. Second, second team is still alive. Third, third. I'm on fourth. Third, I'm on sorry. Yeah, that's right. Fourth, fourth string team here. Okay, let's go to. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do Marshall, aka yeah. the sequel. 
I've noticed a number of professional meets this year where athletes qualify for the finals but then scratch. That was my record scratch sound. If you had drops, we would do that there. For example, at the Puerto Rico Classic, Marvin Bracey, Akeem Blake, and Johan Blake all scratched the final, leaving only five competitors. I understand that it's still an early season meet, and they may want to avoid having their ego shattered by Trayvon, but why are meet organizers unable to move the next two fastest individuals from the prelims to the final? I would assume these athletes had no intention of racing the final, or at a minimum, they need to make that decision within X minutes after the heats. If the athlete knew ahead of time, why could meet organizers not have moved Isaiah Young, Taekwondo Tracy, and St. Louis's Mike Rogers into the final? I know how prelims work on the timing side, and it's only a couple clicks to update the start list and print off a new heat sheet for the meet official. I will admit that maybe all three of them did commit to running the final but had tweaks or concerns during the warm-ups and pulled out. However, there has to be some way to provide an opportunity for the next athlete up to compete in these situations. All the best. That is Marshall. Yeah, he's 100% right. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason not There's no reason not to. No reason not to. Like, or, to be like, especially <laughs> in those early season meets, I feel like make it clear, like as the meet, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to take the next, if people scratch out, we're going to take the next guy. So that way, you know, Stand by. first, second, third out can be like, well, maybe I'll just stay loose. Yeah. Just in case. I'll stick around. Yeah. I'll, I'll hang around near the clerk of the course. And if they, they say my name, cool. then I'm then in. I'll jump in the final. There's yeah. no reason not to do that. Yeah. I think... You see this happen a lot at all levels of meets, and it's a bit – I think it's a bit frustrating to leave lanes open. Now, if you're scoring a meet, I think it's a little different because then you elevate somebody in and then they're scoring a point. I mean I, I could argue you should still be allowed to do that. and if, But then I guess there could be some funny business with teams scratching an athlete out so that another – you know, help another team or something. That would be weird. But um, Even then you're letting that, what, ninth place guy in? Like that seems – yeah, yeah, I don't get it. But I'm 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 with him. I don't understand. Just there's ways to communicate things pretty quickly nowadays, and just be like next person up. And if that person's not there, the next person, next person, next person, fill the field. Yeah, fill well, the yeah, field. fill the yeah, exactly, fill the lanes. Okay. Um. So we got like three. Yeah, we got three voicemails. Let's see if these are all. Oh no, wait, hold on. That's, I think only two. That's one spam. Of one of them's empty, right? American Express. Hmm, credit card interesting okay yeah so we got those and then we got the uh voicemail from tim let's just do the tim one now he says hey fellas i was so pumped to see gary martin that's the high schooler from pennsylvania smash the four minute mile barrier today so pumped in fact that i wrote this song for him and any other high school runner who breaks four what makes this even more special for me is that martin will be attending uva in the fall and i currently live in charlottesville and i'm attending uva for grad school as you may know uva is also hosting the 2023 ncaa cross country championships which are run on a course about 15 minutes from my house. If either or both you are going to be there, Jason, have you ever been to Virginia, he asks. I have not. I'd love to get a run in with you, recommend a winery or somewhere to visit, or maybe even play the American record song live oh, if the man. stars align and we get a random road 20K American record that weekend. Anyway, thanks as always for all that you do. That's Tim in Virginia. Yeah, so Gary Martin, what, number 14? Uh, it was a good weekend in general for high school. Athlete Natalie Cook went... Number two all-time in the 3,200 behind Caitlin Tuohy. But Martin's race was crazy because it was in a district meet. So he won by 20 seconds, breaking four. Um, so, yeah, I have not heard the song yet. I'm very excited. And, of course, Tim, if I'm ever in Virginia, I will reach out. Um, 2023. Okay, so that's not this year, but next year? Really? It's in, okay. I've always wanted to go. 
to that part of the country. I mean, I've been to D.C., but that's the only part of Virginia I've been to. In any event, uh, can we play the song? I want to hear it. I'm excited. Absolutely. Here we go. It's another high school stuff fun. Now the old time list gets one more. It started with Jim Ryan. Now the numbers multiply because another high school guy just went support. Oh man, that's dude. That right back. up my alley. <laughs> that is Jason that's, in a nutshell. I love. I mean, I love me some like poppy punk rock. Like that's. Oh, what a great song. I love it. I'm excited because now it's going to happen, you know, at least a couple times a season. I need it to happen more. So, play it one more time. Can you play it again? Yes. Yeah, 100%. It's another high school stuff fun. Now the old time list gets one more. It started with Jim Ryan. Now the numbers multiplying. Because another high school guy just went support. Yeah, my girlfriend. <laughs> it does have a very blink kind of I love thing to it. it, which is my favorite band of all time. So, yeah, that was incredible. Is that the uh, type of music he does? I never. I, I guess. I don't I, know. I guess. I, I, Tip, do you have a band? Like, uh, do you have a SoundCloud or something that we shout out? I see people yeah. do that on Twitter anytime they blow up. Um, yeah, so we give need me to... something that I can that both I can listen to and then we can throw out to the listeners. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm with you in terms of the uh, the, the pop punk. It's. I mean, he must have been, well, maybe he's similar age, right? So he grew up with all that. Oh so. yeah, I mean that's still yeah that was uh yeah that was that was my prime you know it's I loved it. Yeah, it's terrific. Okay, um, it's, it's kind of a jingle too. It was good. Yeah, it's it's you know it's like yeah quick <clears throat> poppy. I was like, man, I'm into it. All right, let's let's do these uh, last two voicemails and then we'll close out the show. What up, boys? Chief from Illinois, now in Indianapolis, Drinker Milk, Breland. Guys, watch the uh, multi-event, and it was awesome to see some great performances. Uh, Double Z back in the top three was kind of cool to see. I, I was kind of counting him out. I thought that um, Bastine was going to pull it off and... and jump back into that top three like he did to make the Olympic team um, but didn't have it this time and I saw where uh, Stanling went uh, number three all time and I think in the U.S. at number eight uh, all time in the event uh, I think ever but of course USATF in all their um, glory decided to move this event from the U.S. Championships uh, to last weekend, and I'm not sure if there were more than five people in the stands that were not coaches. So I guess they're taking the Oakland A's approach and seeing how little fans they can get in the stands, which is the best way to grow the sport. You can ask the Oakland A's about that. With that... Peace, boys. What? Uh, what's the A's thing? I don't understand that. Last I checked in with the o- Oakland A's, uh, Brad Pitt was their GM. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they sold off most of their their best players, which they you know have a history of doing because because they're very cheap. Uh, there's a, a kind of a big thing that's going around now where they're trying to get the team moved is what the what most people think that 
the owners are kind of trying to do a major league type situation um, where, you know, tank the team, city gets mad because they've wanted a new stadium, but not doing it. Um, my prediction, the A's are in Las Vegas in the next five years. Wow. I didn't know the Oakland A's had won the World Series. Back to back. 89 and 90, right? Or 88, 89. One of those two. Uh, didn't they win it with Reggie Jackson on the team? That's... Oh, back to 77, yeah. Yeah, the only, my son wanted to learn about Reggie Jackson. He's like, how many World Series did he win? I was like, well, I thought they were all with the Yankees, but they won in 72, 73, 70. That's a proud, and then in 89. So they have nine titles yeah, total. They didn't win two in a row. Wow, I must be I'm crazy. I, I totally thought they won two in a row for some reason. I didn't, I didn't know about any of that. But anyway, multi-events, yeah. They were not at the U.S. Championship. Did you know they used to be the Philadelphia A's to go back to Philly? No, but Ward should know that. But he thinks baseball's boring. So Anyway, let's keep it moving. We got one more from Chief? We do. A's went to the World Series in 1990 but lost. Okay, they went, but I just didn't. I didn't think that they had this rich tradition. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, they're good. Or they were, and now they're in Las. That's just that's sad. I, mean, I no, I and, and as much as I want a baseball team in Las Vegas, I do not want to steal another team's, another city's team. I hate when like that happens. I think that's really mm-hmm. terrible. So, sorry, A's fans, if you're out there, mm-hmm. it's a bummer. Especially a lot of my a lot of my Danville friends. Big Ace guys. So shout out, shout out, Hamtown. Exactly. Here we go. Last email or voicemail. What up, boys? Chief from Illinois and down in Indianapolis. Drink your milk, Braylon. Jason and Kevin, your favorite event once again did not disappoint. The men's 800, just a phenomenal race. They went with the pacer, the world's greatest pacer, Eric Sawinski. Um, He didn't have to look back ever or check up, um, and he 100% didn't have a two-second lead at the 400 mark. Um, But in all seriousness, when Eric came through at 54, I kind of wanted him, because he had like that 5, 10-meter lead, I wanted to see him just put his head down and just go F it and take the win because there's no way those guys were going to catch him if they only ran 149. Now, rumor is the reason Eric didn't do it was because he had to come back and pace the 15, um, who actually ran a respectable time uh, later in the meet. So with that, looking forward to hearing you just absolutely rip apart the eight. Um, With that, peace, boys. I, I had forgot. I mean, I remember seeing it, and I commented it in the post meet show that we did on Flow Track that he did do the double, the eight fifteen. But I, I think for, part of it, yeah, I forgot about that part, which which is amazing. Shout out to him. But I think the other part was that he had to slow down. He slowed down to try to get them across. So any advantage he had was given away at that point. I think we're about a week or two away of people just sending us bad eight hundred meter races. <laughs> But they, I'm here for it. They're just emailing us like, hey, look at this crappy 202. <laughs> look at me and my dog running this 800. I'd be like, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, it's bad. And he, 800 is an amazing event. And that's why I want it to be good. And it's got the chance. You know, like it's not, it's not going to be great this year. It's not going to be like a premier, you know, top five 
thing, but like there's enough talent there where it could be it could be interesting. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I just I look through the results and it's just like it's missing. I thought Brazier was gonna be that guy, and then now it's still missing oh, that guy. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe Career's that guy, you know, and he hasn't run yet this year, right? He hasn't. And um Amos ran like one fifty in, in somewhere in I think it was in South Africa. It's like all of the people that you'd like, all right, well one of these people's gonna one of one of this group's gonna like uh pan out. It's like or, or you know rise to the occasion, and then it is it is would be interesting to go back and look historically like what happens when the eight hundred doesn't have like a a, a big dog in it, mm, right? Yeah. On either the men's or, or women's side, it'd be interesting to see. It's a good point. It seems rare, just based on like you think of the eight hundred. You think there's like all sorts of stars kind of lit- littered throughout, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that just kind of loses. There's there's no you know you need someone who's willing to at least kind of go nuts even if yeah. it's to the detriment of themselves yeah all right any last words no this was uh this is fun uh you know diamond links going this is this is just great that was another amazing song by tim so i'm yeah i'm just i'm just in a good spot right now yeah shout out to tim uh thanks everybody for listening to the pod uh, enjoy the Birmingham diamond league meet this weekend we'll recap that and get you guys ready for pre next week It'll be exciting. We always love doing yeah. a preview. So much to talk about with that as we get closer to USA champs and world championships and CAA champs along the way as well, too. Thanks again. Thanks again. Send us your Eugene plans. Let's get a good list going here. Uh, suggest ideas, too, if anybody's got any creative to think of to throw out there. We are welcome to suggestions. Until next time. Jessica Ennis, the Mariana Garcia era is about to begin.